We're gonna skate to one song, one song only. Hey everybody, welcome to the KB Talk Show. My name is Chris. My name is Brian. And uh, we got, this is an action-packed show today. We have a lot of news going on. Yeah guys, we uh, got everything from pretty much every sport going around, so we got some good stuff for you today. Yeah, let's start off with basketball and the um, one of the most premier trades in the past couple of years. Um, it was a four-team deal that the main piece was sending Dwight Howard to the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, that that is the trade of the year right now. That's, yeah. That was a huge blockbuster trade. I mean, let's take a look at who got sent where. Yeah. You know, the Lakers got Dwight Howard, Chris Duhon. Sorry if I butchered a couple of these names. Yeah. Kind of, kind of, a few of them are kind of hard to say. And Earl Clark. The Magic got Aaron Aflalo, Al Harrington, Mo Harkless, Nikola Vucevic, Vucevic yeah. Josh McRoberts, Christian Ayinga. I'm not sure on that. And they got some draft picks. 76ers got Andrew Bynum, Jason Richardson, and the Nuggets get Andrew e Andre Iguodala. Yeah, and if you look at, I would say three of the four teams here were winners in this, but we'll get to that. And this was a crazy deal, four-team deals. Those don't happen often. And, I mean, with the draft picks, there's probably 20 guys' futures that have been changed with this deal that just happened. And like we said, the biggest was Dwight Howard getting to um, become a Laker. And with the whole drama about that going on, the Lakers look really good in the West right now. Yeah, the, La the Lakers look like they could win not just the Western Conference, but win it all right now. Yeah. So um, let's get to our winners and losers of just this Dwight Howard trade. And like I said, I could see three different teams being winners here. Well, I guess you could argue that all of them are but definitely I would say the biggest winner is the Lakers getting Dwight Howard and improving upon the center position getting rid of Andrew Bynum yeah and the best thing for the Lakers they were able to keep Paul Gasol right. everybody thought you know they'd have to send out Bynum and Gasol in order to get uh, Howard but they were able to keep Gasol and they were get Howard so I mean yeah. that's that's great for them absolutely and then I see as the 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 next big winner is the Nuggets here with acquiring Andre Iguodala. And everybody thought they weren't going to be any good after Carmelo left. But they made the playoffs last year. Well, I don't remember. Six seed, seven seed, something like that. And Yeah, they made a pretty good run. Yeah, and I think they can, even with adding Andre Iguodala, they can be even better this year than they were last year. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you. I would have to say my two winners, or my winners would probably be the Lakers and the Nuggets. Um, you know, the 76ers did also did pretty well. I mean, pretty much like you said before, I think everybody's a winner. But honestly, I think the loser would have to be the Magic. Right. For the superstar quality of Dwight Howard and what they're getting, I mean, none of these guys are like game changers. Yeah. You know, I mean, Aaron Flalo is probably, out of this group, probably the best one. Because, you know, uh -huh. he's a young guy. He could, I mean, he's got potential to be really good. But, I mean... The rest of these guys are just kind of like there to take up space. I mean, uh -huh. even the draft picks, these are all playoff teams. So, I mean, they're not going to be very high first-round yeah. draft picks, which means you might not get somebody good. And they, what is this, they acquired, what, like six guys? That takes up a lot of roster room right there. And so it's not like you have a lot of space, and these guys are going to have contracts. No matter, they might be very small, but that's still a lot of space that's being taken up out of your, um, from the cap room. And... Like we said, getting draft picks is always a good thing, but you don't know how they're going to turn out because you could get a really high draft pick 
but they might be a bust. Um, but I would say as of right now, the Magic are the losers. But who knows, in three, four years after they get these draft picks and they could blossom into something great, I guess we'll just have to wait and see for that. Yeah, I mean, continuing on what I said, I mean, they, they do have that potential to get great later on. But for now, I'm still putting them as the losers. Because honestly, if you ask me, I would have take I would have rather taken that Brooklyn Net deal Absolutely. than this deal that they got now. I mean, maybe they were just under pressure like, you know, maybe if we don't accept this deal, it'll be too late because Brooklyn's already gone. You know, so if we don't do something now, there's a potential we might lose him to I mean, we we will lose him in free agency, but there's a potential we not get might not get anything for him. Yeah. So I think maybe that's why they made this rash decision to kinda of like do it now. Yeah, and then like you said about the the Nets deal, they would have ended up with well, I think it was Chris Humphreys and um, Brooke Lopez. Lopez. And that's, I would say that's way better than what they've been dealt right now. And But the other thing about this deal is it gives a sign to other players that, hey, if you want to act like a child, then you can turn the fans and everybody against your head coach and your organization and get to go wherever you wanted. Like Dwight Howard has said, he didn't want to be there, and then he signed this this con this contract extension, which didn't make any sense to anybody. And then he said, "Well, get me out of here. I don't want to be here." And he got sent to what looks like gonna be a power in the NBA for a couple years. Mm-hmm. So uh, moving on next, um, with this trade now officially finalized, uh, we are going to do um, our top three teams in the NBA now that this trade's complete. So uh, I'm going to start off first. Uh, I have the Lakers at number one, the Heat at number two, and the Thunder at number three. I'm going to do a quick run through of why I put it this way. Uh, Lakers, number one, the reason I did this, they have a point guard and center, which is what Miami is really like lacking at their good points. Yeah. I mean, because with Dwight Howard and Steve Nash, I mean, those are center and point guard are the two most vital positions. Absolutely. Because you've got that guy on defense and you got the guy who runs the offense. So that's why I put them ahead of the Heat, even though they do have LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade. Um, so yeah, the Heat at number two because the NBA championships, you know, they added Ray Allen, uh, they added Rashard Lewis. I mean, they didn't really lose anybody, so I mean, they're still top-notch. Absolutely. And the Thunder, I put them at number three because they're still young guys, but with this new Laker roster, I just don't think they'll be able to beat them. Yeah, and... Um... I'm going to go with mine. Ours are our top two are the same in a different order, though. I have the Heat at number one, the Lakers at number two, and I put the Spurs at number three. The reason I have the Heat on top, no matter what the Lakers did, the Heat are still NBA champions, and they've had this will be their third year together. And we saw what happened to the Heat the first year. It seemed like they needed about a year to mesh. And I think that's something the Lakers are going to run into. These are new guys. You got rid of Bynum. You held on to Gasol, but now you have Dwight Howard and Steve Nash coming in. And yes, Steve Nash is a facilitator, but it's not like Kobe's going to be all okay with giving a percentage of his shots away to Dwight Howard, who believes he's going to deserve some of them. So they're going to need to mesh. And like you said, the Heat added Ray Allen, Rashard Lewis, and NBA champions, and I'm just going to leave them up there at number one. And the reason I put the Spurs at number three is those guys, yes, they're getting old, but because they're getting old, maybe I think they're thinking we need to go out of here with a bang and let's get out of here with a championship. And Tim Duncan wants to solidify his legacy in the NBA, 
and win one more ring, and I think that's why the Spurs are number three. Yeah, I mean, uh, I respect even our points, but uh, moving on, uh, USA basketball. Yeah. Gold medal matches tomorrow against Spain. Yeah, and they um, they beat up on the Argentinians pretty good yesterday, and but like we've said on this podcast before, the only the only team we really thought that had a chance of beating them was Spain, and we I think everybody saw this USA Spain final coming down. I think it's going to be a good game. I'm definitely going to watch. But do you honestly think there's a chance that Spain is going to take the gold medal? Um, honestly, no. Even with those three big guys they have, I still don't believe they're going to be able to beat Team USA. Absolutely. I, I'm thinking the same way. The, ga- the way these guys have played, they haven't. They had one bad game, almost lost it there. But I think that they're here and they're ready to take this gold medal home. And that's one more... That's one more medal for the USA, and last time I checked, USA was leading the medal count. It was 91, and uh, China was in second. I believe they had 84. Yes, yeah, around that number. But um, I, bl- and I think the USA is going to stay out in front with the competitions winding down. And I've looked at the schedule for tomorrow. It's basically wrestling with a couple basketball games thrown in. Um, so we'll let you know how everything ends up there. Yeah. All right, guys, moving on from uh, the NBA, we're going to head over to the NCAA and yeah. college football. Uh, huge headlines right now. Tyron Matthew, a.k.a. Honey Badger, right. is no longer with LSU. Yeah. he. Um, at first, we didn't know, really know the details, and we still don't know all the details, but we, we've learned that he's been released due to the sub-breaking violation of the school's substance abuse policy. And now he's looking for a team to play with, and I've seen some reports of good teams, some not good teams, but I think, and we've seen this before, where where drug affiliations hurt a guy's career, and I think this hurts the LSU team. Yeah, this really hurts. I mean, he he was a playmaker. You know, yeah. he was a guy you counted on to make big plays. You yeah. know, he was a huge part of their team. He might not have been the best at each like position, but mm-hmm. overall, he was the best. Yeah, and. Um, Claiborne, one of their other backs, he went in the draft. He's now a Dallas Cowboy. So they lost their two good cornerbacks that they had. And I think that's going to hurt them. Them being the number one team in the nation, that's all the more pressure for them to do good. And uh, kind of, we're going to stay on the football track. We're going to head over to the NFL. And uh, preseason, the first week has started up. And we've kind of seen how teams are doing, and I don't really put a lot of merit into preseason games because your starting quarterbacks play one or two drives, and then they're out. Nobody's really tackling, not as hard as they can. Nobody wants to get hurt, but we have seen a couple guys, like Peyton Manning making his debut and Michael Vick getting hurt, but um, Manning's debut, nothing. He, he well, I think he threw like 12 passes or something. Ended up with a tipped ball that went for an interception in the end zone. So I don't put a lot of merit into that, but it's definitely good to have football back. Yeah, I completely agree. Great to see football back, but as you say, I don't really you know see that much emphasis on preseason. Really, it's just to give your main guys two or three drives, and then the rest is backups. Yeah. So you don't really see... The team's true potential in these games, you know, it's kind of like a practice scrimmage with another right. team. And so from that, we're going to head over to baseball. I'm just going to run through a, a couple quick baseball headlines. First is um, Joey Votto was about to come back from um, his DL stint, and then and then in 
he was um, practicing on Wednesday taking ground balls when he felt something in his knee. Turns out there's a loose piece of cartilage in his knee, and he's going back on the DL with that. Yeah, that sounds pretty painful. Yeah, um, it does. Next headline, uh, Texas Rangers' Mike Napoli is on the 15-day DL, 15 day DL with a left quadriceps strain. So yeah. that's a pretty big loss for the Rangers. I mean, I know they picked up Soto, but, you know, that's their only catcher now. Yeah. And um, next we're going to kind of spend a little bit of time on the, talking about the Washington Nationals. They are the first team to reach 70 wins, which is impressive considering where this team has been the past couple years. Um, and Strasburg's inning limit, which has been a big ordeal. Yeah, I mean, first team to 70 wins, you know, they're a great team. They could easily do some damage in the playoffs, even win right. it all at yeah. this rate. Uh, so congratulations to them. But the big thing is Strasburg is reaching his limit. Right now he's at about 133 innings, yeah. which means he's only got about 27 more. And that's not going to make him to September. No. So, And now the question is, do you want to stretch this limit a little bit or let him rest and keep him for the playoffs? Um, but we can definitely talk about that when it gets closer to time. Yeah, this, this is going to be a huge deal when we heat, we actually get to close to 160. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, with the MLB headlines, this just coming out about 15 minutes ago, CC Sabathia is headed to the 15-day DL. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's been there once already this year, but once again, that's a huge loss to the Yankees. Yeah. He, he's their ace. He's their guy. Yep, and uh, with that, we're done with MLB headlines. We're heading to the how we always end our shows from now on. The 24-second shot clock. Oh, my favorite part of the show. And mine, too. You ready to go, Brian? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first today. Mine's going to be about Tim Tebow. And his first preseason game, or his first game as a Jet, was last night. And he goes through five drives, completes only four passes on eight attempts for 27 yards. And Mark Sanchez didn't do that well either. But looking at these statistics and how hyped he's been, I don't think Tim Tebow has been or will ever be live up to the hype that's around him. Yeah, I don't think he will either, adding, right. on, adding on to that. <laughs> All right. So um, I guess it's my turn. Yep. Mine is going to be about Carmelo Anthony and his dominance in the Olympics. He's averaging 48 point, 48.2 points per 48 minutes, and he's never averaged more than 36.3 points per 48 minutes in his NBA career. He's making over eight three-points eight three-pointers per 48 minutes, and he's never made as many as two three-pointers per 48 minutes in a season. One can argue that the Olympics don't compare to the NBA, but he's still averaging 13 more points per 48 minutes than any other USA player. If you ask me, that's dominance right there. Yeah, that is. And he's been on fire. There's really no other way to put it in these Olympic games. And so, good job staying under 24 seconds there. That was a lot of info. Oh, thank you. I, I tried. Yeah. Um, and that's it for our show today. Um, be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We are, we have figured out how to put our, um, podcast on iTunes. So for our YouTube listeners, our links are in the description below and, um, we're going to put a link to the iTunes in there. And then for those of you who are listening on iTunes, you can visit us on YouTube or email us at the KB talk show at gmail.com and be sure to search us on Facebook and Twitter and you can follow us there. And uh, that's it for today. Yeah, guys, uh, make sure you. We will still be putting it on YouTube as well, just for the convenience, because you know some people don't use iTunes. Right. So that would be the convenience. So you can still listen to this on YouTube if you want. But you know, like he said, you'll also be able to find us on iTunes. All you do is search the KB Talk Show, and you can subscribe to us right there. We're gonna upload all of our previous podcasts that we've started. Yep, it's all free. So just subscribe, and every time we put one out there, it'll go straight to yeah, your iTunes. Remember to also subscribe to our channel. Follow us on Twitter at the KB Talk Show. Yeah. Also, like us, same thing. 
you know, uh, email us questions. But, yeah, that's everything. Yeah, alrighty, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm Brian. I'm Chris. See you next time. See ya.